When there's an issue, Scott is all in on getting to the heart of it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson. On Hamilton's News, today's talk. 900 CHML. All right, it's the time of the show where we focus on what's going on in the community and living through a global pandemic and all that sort of stuff. Focus on small businesses and organizations and such. Man, it's hard to believe uh, Soup Fest is coming back again. Uh, yes, it is that time of the year. And uh, just in time, when you think about all the snow we've received, uh, soup would go a long way right about now. Let's bring in Julie Conway, Operations Director for Living Rock Youth uh, Resources, Living Rock Ministries, and is with us now. Julie, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. Yes, thank you so much for having us on. It's uh, coming that time of year. We think about Soup Fest, uh, which is just around the corner, starting February 3rd to February 21st. So uh, how has it been at Living Rock during the pandemic? How have things been different for you guys there? How, how have you got through this? You know what? We, uh, we have a great team, and we realize from the get-go that uh, we just would need to be responsive in whatever way uh, necessary to make sure we meet the needs of youth. And so we really pivoted right at the beginning quite quickly and um, allowed um, meal pickup at our side door, our grocery pickup at our side door, in addition to creating a new delivery service. Uh, we were able to get some funding from pandemic dollars to get a, um, a small cargo van, and that's been really great. So we deliver groceries three and four days a week now, which is so helpful for young single parents and youth who have barriers to transportation just to get groceries uh, in their doors. So that's just some of the examples. And we continue to have our drop-in, um, our laundry room, and all of our other supports is available, including our life skill and employment programs. Uh, but of course, with that is decreased numbers uh, because of social distancing. And so, yeah, we just needed to really double everything we do to offer something indoors, but something also um, outdoors as well. Man, it's challenging enough just to work through all of this, but then to do it through a pandemic, my, it must have been pretty difficult. And, and the needs as well of the youth change, don't they, through something like this? It really has. We've seen um, really the most vulnerable uh, in our community really being impacted and their needs um, really highlighted through this pandemic. So, yeah, the uh, challenges with the opiate crisis and people who are struggling with mental health concerns. I mean, all that has been really exasperated. And so that's been really difficult to see. And um, it's just great to be part of an amazing community that is of Hamilton and just the uh, kindness of our community in general and our local uh, funders that really just want to be there and support the work that's happening on the ground here at Living Rock but other charities. And uh, that's been a great encouragement and support to us as well. So Soup Fest, uh, I remember when Karen and Al, uh, you know, brought this in. And I mean, it's just been a great event every single year. Uh, people look forward to it. I joking, uh, I jokingly say it's a social event of the season. Uh, and it's just such a great concept. And those that may be new to this, and because it's obviously been altered during uh, the pandemic, basically it's uh, the convention center filled with soup and all of these restaurants that uh, compete for the best. And uh, we all get to go in and sample them all. And, of course, the proceeds going to Living Rock. So how have you adapted this to what we're do or what we have to live through with this with this pandemic? What are you doing for Soup Fest? Right. So this is our second year sort of taking a different approach with Soup Fest, which is uh, approaching our local community restaurants and um, engaging them to see if this would be viable for some people. This is just really out of their wheelhouse. There's just not one more thing that they can add to their plates or hanging on by a thread. 
for other restaurants. They're in a yeah. position where they can participate offering a signature soup throughout the course of the event. And rather than it being a one-day event at the convention center, it is, you know, for a couple of weeks. So originally Winterfest was supposed to be February 3rd to February 21st. And so that's why we kind of earmarked those dates, thinking of like a winter warm-up kind of idea. And so um, each restaurant having those soups available um, allow, you know, the community really to try out as many soups as they want by supporting local restaurants, um, ordering the signature soup. And that comes in various forms, whether it would be um, by the ounce or by the liter. Some are hot and ready to go and others are available for people to take home and heat up at their leisure. But whatever form it comes in, each restaurant is donating um, a proceed to Living Rock. And typically that's about a dollar. Uh, per soup sold. And we really encourage the restaurants to build that price in uh, to the soup. And um, through this event, we're hoping that our amazing community can just show up for the restaurants, support them, buy the soup. It will support them greatly, purchase other things as well while you're visiting there. And then indirectly as well, it would obviously support Living Rock. And so through the soup sales itself, it's not going to be a um, a monumental financial support to Living Rock, but we really right. feel like this is our 20th year of Soupfest, and um, we've done really well with Soupfest through the years. On the backs of the supports of restaurants, it's really our time to also stand with them and support them where we can as well and kind of come up with a model that would be sort of a win-win. Uh, it's really through sponsorships um, that will really uh, generate some income for us, and we're just thankful for that. This is the 20th anniversary for Grasa Hooper Law to be supporting us and and many others that have stood with us through the years. So, you know, typically this event would net about $75,000 for us. And this year we'll be thrilled to see 15,000 come in. So Mm. um, it's just the reality of what we're working with in the pandemic. And we look forward to hopefully uh, coming together again as a community next year um, and have something indoors where we can get back to a, a better sense of normalcy and celebrate the 20th maybe at the 21st uh in person right, hopefully right. yeah this is a great idea julie uh to keep the spirit of this alive i know and obviously it doesn't bring the funds in that the the big soup fest event does but it is a great way to uh to keep the spirit of soup fest alive and as you said give back so much uh to the restaurants and hospitality industry that's been suffering through this and, and the one the one good thing here is uh the restrictions uh loosen up at the end of the month so that times out perfectly with 50 percent capacity if you actually want to go in uh to the restaurants if people want to find out more of all of this and, and how soup fest is working this year where do we go livingrock.ca and um, there'll be a a prompt that will show up and you can just hit the link. It'll be a pop-up on our page and that will direct you to all the details that you need to know um, all about Soup Fest this year, what soups are available and um, all the details about the soups. The details about the soups will go live on February 1st, but in the meantime, you can kind of get a sense of who's participating and start thinking about mapping out your month. Um, and seeing, you know, we challenge our community to try as many soups as possible and really get out there and support our local food service sector. Great idea. Uh, livingrock.ca to find out more. Livingrock.ca to find out more about Soup Fest 2022 edition, 20th anniversary of Julie Conway with us, Operations Director, uh, Living Rock Youth Resources. Julie, as always, thanks so much. Good luck with this. Say hi to the gang and be well. Thank you so much again for your support, too. You have a great afternoon. You too. 
Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.